welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Let me begin today with a special announcement. Season one of the Excel Still More podcast will be coming to an end on October the 31st. During the months of November and December, there will be no new episodes released. And then, Lord willing, Season 2 will begin on Thursday, January the 2nd of next year. I think taking this break will be good for a few reasons. Firstly, just speaking for myself, that will be 82 episodes that we will have released this year on a fairly steady, consistent basis. And I think a couple of months off would be good for me, maybe on the creative side, but really more just to spend time with family. And we'll be doing some traveling and all of the same kind of things you'll be doing. But I think even more importantly than that, I thought it might be good for you. I noticed over the summer that when school was out and people were traveling, that the numbers in terms of the podcast kind of varied a lot, and so I put out some feelers on that, and it just turns out that when the routine is not in place, school and work, etc., that sometimes people fall a little bit behind. So if you've missed a few episodes along the way, maybe those two months will give you an opportunity to go back and catch up, and you can go into January fully ready to go into some new content. Even if you've caught every single episode and have stayed up on it, and that's totally awesome. Thank you if you've done that. Maybe you can just go back and revisit some that you want to pick back up on in terms of application. And please be sure and use this time, the next couple of months, to just spread the word and let people know about the program. I'd really appreciate that. Also, please keep in mind that the ExcelStillMore.life will continue to run. You can revisit episodes there. And also the journal, the three-month journal, will continue to be made available on that site. If you're interested in getting one of those for yourself or maybe as a gift as we get closer to the holidays, that will be available to you. We have stock and we're able to get them out fairly quickly, so it won't be very long until they're in your hands. And just remember when you do that, if you make that investment in us, those funds are used to cover the expenses of the program and give us a chance to do more advertising, so I genuinely appreciate that. Well, getting all that out of the way, here's what it means for me and for you. This is the first of the last five episodes. After this one, there will only be four more for the year. And so I've put some thought into what we need to talk about. And to me, it feels like we need to begin to bring everything full circle. There were some ideas expressed in the opening episode of this podcast that we mustn't forget. There is a drive in us to grow, to get better, to know where we're going, and to pursue that journey that must continue to be at our core. It is that sense of urgency that allows all of the practical episodes in between to really have life. So here's how I would like to express that today. A comparison of two words. Position and direction. They are not the same thing, and in fact, I've given away to you in the title which one I want you to think more about. The title of this episode is 
direction, not position. So let's talk about what those mean. Firstly, people like to talk about their position. That's describing where you are, how far you've come, and what status you now hold. We like that. You know, if you're somebody who weighs every morning. This morning I was 186.8 pounds. True story. That's my position. It doesn't indicate if the weight's been going down or if the weight's been going up or if it's held steady. It's just where I am right now. But we like that. We like to know present status. My favorite NFL team, the Houston Texans, currently are tied for first place with a record of 3-2 and two in the AFC South. That's fun to talk about. That's their position, and first or tied for first is a pretty good one. But it doesn't tell you a whole lot. It doesn't tell you if they've won three in a row after a tough start, or they've lost two in a row, and they're getting worse every second. It gives you a momentary reason to rejoice, but it's not really an indication of what it's going to look like in the end. Here's somebody active in their church. They're now a Bible class teacher. That's a great position to hold. It's a literal position they hold in the church. They're teaching Bible classes. It's worth celebrating. It's great. And the fact that they've achieved that, I think, is something that should be noted. But focusing too much on where you are, as if it were an end unto itself, has diminished returns and sometimes can just be a fool's game. We'll return to that and talk more about it in a minute. But firstly, let me introduce another word that I like a whole lot better. Instead of talking about your present status, which, by the way, may not be great, just depends on the category, right? Let's talk about your direction. What if we made more of an effort to focus on which way we are going, not where we are? And there's your difference. Position is, this is where I am. Direction doesn't concern itself too much with that. It's too busy moving. It's about where I'm going. It's not about where I have gone or where I will go. It's about present direction. And to me, when we are moving in the right direction, when we can measure change, when today's value is determined by what I improve in, not just trying to hold on to what I am, it's an entirely different attitude. Let me apply it to the same simple examples I gave you a minute ago. I what I tell you? I weighed 186.8. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I want that to come down about five pounds. But you know, it's come down three in the last two weeks. I'm moving in a direction. The direction is down. And I feel a whole lot better, even though it's not where I quite want it to be right now, knowing that I'm implementing some strategies that are moving me in the right direction, I'd feel better about that than if I was weighing a few pounds less, but I'd been on the uptick for the last month. Does that make sense? Direction, momentum, and change. I like that the Texans are three and two and tied for first, but I'm more interested in, are they getting better? Are they giving up less sacks? Are they getting the running game established. It's the change in the right direction that will tell you more about where we're going, not the present position. Somebody in the church is a Bible class teacher. That's awesome. But instead of asking, have you achieved your goal of being a Bible class teacher? 
How is that thing you're doing playing a role in where you're going? Somebody says, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just teaching a Bible class. Well, again, that's wonderful, but it needs to be a part of your progress, not an end unto itself. And so let me talk a bit about that. What's the problem when we are position-oriented and not giving enough attention to the direction? Well, here's what happens. Number one, we think that the achieving of a thing is the end of the road. I hit my target weight. My team took first place. I lost 10 pounds. Hey, that's all great. Probably feels great. But what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. I guess I'll set a new goal, a new purpose, a new position. And so a lot of times people achieve their goals, which is supposed to be awesome. And six months later, they're back where they were, largely because the position and the achieving of it was the finish line. That's not the case at all. The purpose is to live a driven life, getting better, keeping a positive direction. If we constantly had a demeanor for better health, I don't know if I'm as healthy as I should be. I don't even know what I weigh today, but I'm just continuing this momentum towards healthier living. Not only will you hit whatever position weight you were concerned about, you will build a life of greater health. And it won't be about one particular goal. It will be about one pretty awesome life, momentum all the way to the end. The same is true in all of the other things. So number one, here's a downfall of position worship. It ends up being the end of an effort when there should never be an end to a good effort. Hope that makes some sense. Also, after the thrill of accomplishing something wears off, you may feel some negativity come in. Like, no matter what position I have, let let me use myself for an example. Whatever Bible knowledge I have today, that is a static point of achievement today, how much I know the Bible. Well, again, if that's the end of the game, then I won't be driven to study tomorrow, will I? But it's not, but let's move on. What I'll get caught up in is the negativity of thinking, I really should have known this 10 years ago. I'm 10 years late on this position. Well, if it was about reaching some mark, then you'll always wish you would have done it earlier. Or maybe you say, I should be further along. Yeah, I know the Bible this well, but I mean, I'm 40 years old. I should know so much more than this. I should have studied so much more. You see how easy it is to take a static point of achievement and immediately begin to put it under attack because it could always be better, or it could have always been better earlier. And then, and then, spiritually speaking, there are no status symbol awards for position anyway. Jesus told his disciples, if you do everything I tell you to do, you're still unworthy servants. How's that hit you? No matter what you do for God, you say, okay, I'm going to use the Excel still more principles And I'm going to find a way to be at church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night for the whole year. And you did it. You have achieved a level you targeted. And then it hits you. I'm still an unworthy servant. There's still so much more that could be done. I still need God's grace every day. And this position will never be good enough. And you know what? That's right. That's right. Whatever you accomplish to be a great husband or father will never be good enough 
for what you could have done, might do, or your family deserves. Whatever you do for the church, for God's people, will never be good enough. It'll never be as much as it could have been, as fast as it could have been, or what these good people are worthy of. And so people find that goal hitting really bites. Well, I hit this goal and it really isn't all that impressive once I got here. What I want you to do is quit thinking about position and goal achievement in that way. All God wants you to do, listen carefully, I've only got five or six minutes here. All God wants you to do in faith in his son is to pick a direction and keep moving forward. Just keep striving. If it's slow, if it's fast, if it suffers setbacks, don't worry about it. Just keep growing. To take this thing full circle, let me draw you back to our very beginning episode when we looked at the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. One man was given five and another two and another one. And when the master came back, the man with five had 10, the man with two had four, and they were equally rewarded. It wasn't about position. If it was, then one guy lost 10 to four. It was about growth. They both grew 100%. Both of them, the text says, immediately gained. They didn't know how long he'd be gone. They didn't know how much they would have to return. It wasn't even about any of that. It was about direction. Starting now, getting better, just moving forward. Don't worry about the results. And they didn't have to worry about them. The last guy was worried about the results. He wanted to make sure he would have one to give the master back, and so he buried it in a hole. And the master said, you think I care about results? Position? Achievement? I'm the master. I'm looking for a heart of discipleship. I'm looking for somebody who strives, who reaches, who grows. That's who we need to be. Our base passage for this entire series excels still more, 1 Thessalonians. That church was awesome. The world. They had a position of faith and love ahead of everyone else's position. Paul did congratulate them for their growth, not their position, but their progress. And then he said, you know what all that means? It means you have the tools you need to get even better. Excel still more in your faith. Excel still more in your love and in your evangelism. This isn't about where you are because that'll never be good enough. Not for the glory of heaven and God. This is about a heart that always seeks to give God more. And this is why the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 who, by the way, I think achieved incredible things position-wise in terms of the faith, said, I'm not who I want to be yet. I have not become perfect. I would say that he had. I think he's awesome. He said, no, it's not about that. It's about forgetting anything that happened in the past and just reaching forward to what lies ahead. Not position, but direction. So let me tell you what this sounds like for you. If you and I sat down at a table to talk about our faith, I shouldn't ask you about who you are right now. I should ask you about where you're going. It's not, are you a faithful worshiper at a local church? It's, what are you doing to become a more faithful worshiper at a local church? It's not, do you teach Bible classes? It's, what are you doing every day to grow in your knowledge of God and finding new ways to teach it? 
to talk about some of those other trivial things. It's not, what do you weigh? And never ask any woman that for sure. It's, what are you doing to help lose weight? You see, it's about what you're engaged in directionally is going to tell the whole story, not some number. And listen, nothing feels as good as progress, is knowing that you are becoming, I-N-G, something better every day. So let me just say, this is what I've been concerned about in the Excel Still More series, that people would get overwhelmed with all of the instruction, 80 plus episodes, and they would think, I can't do all that. I can't become all of that, so I'm just going to give up. Well, I've got news for you. You can't do all of it. I can't. And you can't juggle perfectly all of those things and become some super Christian, super father, perfect neighbor. Though even if you did, it wouldn't have been fast enough, far enough, or good enough. The question is, where are you going? Are you getting better? Are you becoming a better husband, father, or neighbor? What's your process right now? How are you becoming more involved in your local church? So don't lecture yourself today for who you are. Challenge yourself about who you're becoming. Do you know what a better you looks like? That's great. But I stopped picturing that about six months ago. Like there's some brass ring me out there that I hope to become. Every day I set up the day with opportunities to be a better husband and father, to get some Bible study in, to try to have a spiritual highlight and be the example God wants me to be. And if I keep heading in that direction, asking forgiveness when I falter, and continuing to press forward, I will always be what God wants me to be. Unworthy, but covered in His grace. So pause every once in a while and be joyful of your position, because it's cool that you've come so far, but be even more excited about who you're becoming. Remember, excitement and hope result when you focus on direction, not position. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.